Well, basically, the, the, I just put you looking unto Jesus. So that's what we need to do. Just set your heart. Because your heart, you are seated. It says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 3 that you were seated with Christ. And you, you can therefore set your mind and your heart on the things of heaven. On beautiful things. Amen. We need to change the narrative a little bit, don't we? Because we've been assaulted by fear and death and lies continually. The narrative is changing. And it's changing in your heart and my heart. Because it's already changed there, hasn't it? The narrative of good news is in your heart right now. Your heart, I know you can't see it, but just imagine your spiritual heart with a little face and little arms going, woo! Huh? That's right now in you. Right now you have a new heart. Huh? It's true. It's what God says. Well, you don't seem very happy about it. <laughs> but you have got a new heart. You are a new creation. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is who you are. That's nice, isn't it? Huh? I didn't make this up. This is, this is what he... He sent a love letter. He sent this letter to you. And, mm, I'm just going to send him a love letter right now. Mm. And he, he wrote all his beautiful words down for you and me. So that we might just receive them. So just right now, just be in your heart. Just be in your heart, okay? Not in your mind, but in your heart. Your mind will follow. Your mind follows your heart. Not the other way around. Oops. There we go. <laughs> That's an interesting one. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to read together from, um, I believe it's Mark chapter 9 and verse 1. So see, you've all got your Bibles with you. Oh, no, it's your, your iPhones you've got with you. Mm. But uh, Mark 9 and verse 1. To 10. I'm not quite sure how, we'll, how far we'll get with this, but it'll be good trying. And he said to them, so this is Jesus, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God present with power. Now after six days, Jesus took Peter and James and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured. Actually, the word is transformed, metamorphosis. He was transfigured, transformed before them. His clothes became shining exceedingly white, like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. 
Now as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one the things they had seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead meant. Ooh. They were questioning what the rising from the dead meant. It's always nice to be questioning something, isn't it? Huh? They were, they were kind of on the edge. I mean, what had just happened? Wouldn't it be beautiful? Huh? Now, just the context of this, of course, is it's Rome. And Rome was pretty tyrannical. It was uh, pretty desperate. Uh, they were crucifying... They were crucifying, crucifying people upside down on burning crosses. A bit like uh, Roman candles at a bonfire. I mean, I think that's where the, actual, the name comes from, Roman candle. It's like... But you can imagine what it was like. It was dark, dark days. But Jesus had arrived. It was really dark days. Really demonic days. There was all sorts of things going on. Tyrants everywhere. Awful things happening. Sounds a bit like today, doesn't it? And in the midst of all of this, Jesus, Jesus has just finished telling them that actually, if you want what I've got, you've got to give up yourselves. And what did he mean by that? He, he meant this. If you want what I've got, you've got to give up the thoughts the mindsets, the things that you have that are stealing all of what I am and what I've got away from you. You've got to give them up. You've got to die to all of that. If you want what Jesus has got, you've got to die to all of that because the world is contrary to the kingdom. Huh? So Jesus had just said these words and then he says, I'm telling you the truth that of you amongst me, you are not going to see death. You're not going to taste death before you see the kingdom of God come to the earth. You're not going to taste death. That's what he said, didn't he? He said this. He said, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here now who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. And the kingdom of God, of course, was within Jesus. So the kingdom of God was already present with power. But the kingdom of God is a present with power. Isn't it? The kingdom of God is just a present full of power. Huh? It's your present right now. The kingdom of God is your present right now full of power for you. Here, right now. Jesus lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is living on the inside of you. Isn't that wonderful good news? Huh? It's beautiful, isn't it? Some are even getting ahead of the curve now. They're giving whoopies before I even acquired it of you. Yes, it's wonderful. This is wonderful news. This is the good news that is inside of you. It's beautiful. So, the kingdom of God is a present and it comes with power. And I, I was thinking about this. It says this in Hebrews 6 and verse 5. It says that some have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. The powers of the age to come. Do you remember this that Jesus said? That he'd actually, when he arrived, he brought a new age. Jesus brought a new age with him. He brought a new covenant with him. 
He brought a New Testament with him. When Jesus came, he didn't come to... Well, he fulfilled the old, of course, but he brought a whole new age with him, inside him. So he landed on the earth, so to speak, and a new age started flowing out of him. And in that age, the kingdom of God came to the earth. The power of God began to be presented everywhere. It only just started when Jesus was born into the earth. And right now, these guys are tasting the kingdom of God and the power that was present in the kingdom of God. And since that moment, this has been unfolding more and more and more. The kingdom of God comes more and more and more all the time. But the kingdom of God, firstly, is in you, here. It's not here, it's here, in you. Jesus lives in you. Jesus said, me and the Father and the Holy Ghost are going to make our home in you. This is beautiful. This is where the kingdom of God is. And the kingdom of God is present with power. Huh? You've just got to learn to release the power. You've got to release the life, the goodness, the glory of God. You've got to learn to release, you know. You know me, I, I, I don't hold back, do I? I don't hold back at all. I don't care if you came to come, come to church. I came to meet Jesus, the King. And I want him to know my hallelujahs. I want him to hear me. I want him to know that there's something in my heart that is thundering with thanks to him because of what he's done for me. Don't you want to do the same? Don't you want to get out of that body and out of that mind and just explode in thunderous praise to Jesus? Don't you want to do that? You see, you all want to do it. It's just that you've not allowed it to happen yet. But when it does... That flow of life and power is going to go down those steps and all through Chipley. It's going to go everywhere. Do you understand me? When you can let that life that is inside you go, you're going to find that there's going to be a transformation. There's going to be a transfiguration. Something is going to happen to you. To you. But dare you. Oh, Lord. A new age to come, that's what he brought, a new age, beautiful, glorious, wonderful, new age, that's what Jesus brought. He says, after six days, Jesus took Peter and James and John and led them high up on a mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured, transformed before them. Do you know that later, Peter, in 2 Peter 3 and verse 18, described this moment, this very moment, as the coming of the Lord in majesty and power. This moment. He wasn't waiting for a trumpet call. He wasn't waiting for a... And all the angels going, hallelujah. He wasn't waiting for that. He said, no, this very moment where Jesus is transfigured in 2 Peter chapter 3. You can read it yourself. This very moment was the coming of Jesus in all his majesty and his glory. Huh? And maybe Jesus has come many, many, many times like this on the earth since this moment. I've met him many times in this way, really. I've met him in the middle of the darkest place on earth at the time in Nepal. I met him in a whirlwind like this. Because Jesus comes in his glory and in his power and in his majesty all the time. 
And you see, somehow we've got to get out of our heads some of the stuff that traps us. Because somehow we're waiting for Jesus to come in the clouds with a big trumpet and rescue us all from these terrible things that are going on. But I want to tell you, Jesus is already here. Jesus is right inside of you and me. The Holy Ghost is already here. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you and me. And the trumpet is already sounding. Because the kingdom of God is in you and I. Do you understand me? If things are going to change, they're going to change because we are going to begin to express Jesus in ways that we have never expressed him before. Isn't that just beautiful? Is anyone getting excited yet? There we go. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. I paid him a lot for that. (laughs) There we go. Thank you. Thank you. There, There he is up there. He's always with me. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want, I want to read this to you. This is in the Mirror Bible. You'll enjoy this. This is beautiful. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. Now we, all with new understanding, see ourselves in him as in a mirror. The days of window shopping are over. In him, every face is unveiled. In gazing with wonder at the blueprint of God displayed in human form. Do you understand what he's saying? He's saying when you gaze in wonder at Jesus, who is the very image of God, the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the beauty of God, the healing of God, the resurrection of God, as we gaze at Jesus, the blueprint of what God always intended. Do you understand me? If God had a blueprint, Jesus is the name of the blueprint. And Jesus went, you are going to be like Jesus. You are going to be the same as this blueprint. As we gaze in the mirror, as we gaze in the mirror, look there, you see Jesus is there. I'm gazing in the mirror and Jesus is looking back at me. As I gaze in the mirror, I see Jesus. And Jesus says, I am Paul. Do you understand me? I am Paul. I'm Paul. He's I am. Do you understand me? It's like this. I am Paul. Huh? Do you get it? He's the great I am. I am Paul. You see, he's the very blueprint. Let me carry on. It says, in gazing with wonder at the blueprint of God displayed in human form, we suddenly realize that we are looking into a mirror where every feature of his image articulated in Christ is reflected in us. Isn't that beautiful? The spirit of the Lord engineers this radical transformation, metamorphia. And we are led from an inferior mindset to the revealed endorsement of our authentic identity. Isn't it beautiful that? You understand me? Once you begin to see Jesus, and right now in your heart, your heart's seeing him, honestly. I can see your little hearts going, woo, woo, this is wonderful. Huh? 
Do you understand me? If you let your heart go, you can actually feel your heart. I'm not talking about your physical heart. I'm talking about the spiritual heart that God has given you, which fuels the whole of your spirit being, your spiritual heart. Come on, kids. Come on, you have got... Some people are waiting to go to heaven to get a new heart. Nope. No, no. You're not going to get anything new when you get to heaven, only a bit more of a decent body. Huh? Really? It's going to be a glorious, fabulous body. I'm going to be the man that I always wanted to be. (laughs) But it's beautiful. You see, the Son of Man, and Mark talks about the Son of Man. He talks about Jesus as being the Son of Man. But Jesus is being transfigured. In other words, as they go up the mountain, Jesus... As he, as he comes into this fellowship with the Father, the reality of who he really is begins to come forth. It comes out of the inside of him, and every part of him begins to be glorified. Every part of him is tingling with the glory of God. Every muscle, every little tent, tent whatever it is, every little part of him begins to be glorified with the, with the Father. Isn't it beautiful? And with his own reality of who he really is. It's beautiful. Now you see, just, just think about this moment. Are you up the stairs with me? Come on, be up the stairs with me. Just think about this moment. So now, as he's glorified, it says that Elijah, Elijah and Moses, are stood talking to him. Like a regular occurrence. Huh? You know, the Bible says really, really clearly that there is, we're surrounded by a host, the host of heaven, but also all the saints who have died and gone before us, everyone. They're all here. You just don't see them. It's all right, kids. Honestly, you can relax. Everyone that you ever left and everyone that ever left you, everyone, they're all here. They're all here. Some of them might be tuned in this morning right here, right now. It's just that you can't see them with your eyes. But if you open your heart and you allow the eyes of your heart to be opened, you'll begin to see and you'll begin to know that they are here. I have stories about this stuff. It's wonderful, honestly. I remember being with Isaac one day and, 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 and his dad, his dad, I saw his dad, stood there listening to him, speaking about Jesus. I saw him. And in, in the car on the way home, I don't even remember who drove. Well, I was meant to be driving. But I don't remember anything about it. The car was filled with glory. It was incredible. You see, because we're surrounded by this host that is invisible to these eyes. But if only we allow him to open up those eyes in our heart, we'll see all of those around. We won't be so terrified of death. Death has no grip. Death has no grip. You understand me? And this is what was happening. The more that you, the the closer that you live in the presence of Jesus. Now, Jesus is with you all the time. The Holy Ghost is with you all the time. The Father is with you all the time. It's just that you have to recognize that he is with you. You have to become conscious of that fact. And the more that you live in the truth of that reality, that environment changes the external environment. That's what happens. So the environment of fear and of death, the narrative that the devil is wanting everyone to hear, begins to fall away. 
Because in that environment, just as Peter and James and John are there, in that environment, the, 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 the fear, the, the things of the world begin to become dim. And it's not that they're not there, but they just become dim. They don't have the same grip on you anymore. You see, in, in, in his environment, fear begins to go. In his environment, death begins to lose its grip. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So he's been transformed. He's been transfigured in front of him. And this is the very thing that is happening to you and me. This is, we could call it an evolution. There's something going on where we're beginning to understand that these truths are not just truths in a mental way, but these truths are actual real reality. It's, it's the real thing that Jesus has done. And Jesus showed us what can happen when we begin to believe what he's really said. And of course, the environment changed and Elijah's there. Moses is there. Well, Elijah, the last time Elijah was seen, do you remember he was taken up in a whirlwind in a chariot? Woo! He's up. Do you remember that? He's in a chariot, honestly. The cha- and, 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 and Elisha said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. Do you remember that? That's the last time that Elijah was seen. Huh? You see, death. Death is an illusion. Listen to me again. It's an illusion. It's not true. Really? It's not true. Life. God is the God of the living. Somehow we've all swallowed this. And this is why we don't like death. This is why everyone's trying to live. Do you understand me? This is why everyone's frightened to die. Because inside us we are not geared to death. We're geared to life. You were all geared to live. Huh? And won't it be a shock when you think you're dead and you're alive? No, no, it's going to be a shock for some people. I'm telling you, some of you are going to get a shock. Because you're not going to die at all. Some of you might even say, oh no, give me a bit of break, I need a bit of peace. (laughs) (laughs) But really, God is the God of the living. And he's your God, is he not? He's your dad. And Jesus is your brother and the Holy Ghost lives inside you. So you are not going to see death. Isn't that wonderful? Woo! Huh? It's beautiful. My voice could get even higher. <laughs> I mean, this is why it says, this is beautiful. It says, uh, he says in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17, and again, this is in the mirror. It says, so now with us awakening to our full inclusion in this love union, because that's what it is. It's a love union. Everything is beautiful and perfect. Everything is beautiful. Everything's perfect. It's all beautiful. We are confident as he is. So are we in this world. Our lives are mirrored in him. As he is, so are we in this world. Okay, well, this says that he was transfigured and transformed in front of the faces. Something happened internally that had an effect externally. And suddenly the environment changed. Do you understand me? This is like a, it's, it's a mirror of what is going on in our lives right now. Even though you may not understand it, this is what is happening. You are being transformed. You are being transfigured 
into the one that you really are, into that real, genuine, beautiful identity that he created in the beginning that was spoiled. Yes, it was spoiled, but we've talked so much about the spoiling that we've forgotten about the new creation. We've forgotten about the righteousness of God. We've forgotten that we're ambassadors and sons and daughters of the King Most High. We've forgotten that the Holy Ghost lives in us, that our whole DNA is full of God. We've forgotten it. And now we have to wake up kids and remind ourselves more and more all the time. Huh? More and more. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses. Wow. And they were talking together with Jesus. Well, I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm yesterday. Yesterday I was sat in a garden I was, and I saw some steps. I said this morning, I think, oh, Adam. I saw some steps and they were, they were not many steps, individual steps. They were just a series of steps built out of one big block of stone or whatever it was. And they were glorified. And I, I looked at these steps and I thought about the, the ladder of Jacob. You all remember the ladder of Jacob in the Old Testament when it says that Jacob slept on a stone and there was, it was like the gate of God that opened up. And the angels were going to and fro on this ladder. And it reminded me of the ladder of our DNA. You understand? It's like a little ladder, isn't it? Huh? So your, your DNA is like a little ladder. Guess who's climbing on your ladders? Huh? Guess who's inhabiting your body? Guess who's in every part of you? Huh? Oh yeah, we, we love the stuff outside, don't we? I mean, and it's beautiful. And yes, I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, you can, you can climb these steps anytime you want. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting to see angels. I'm expecting to get visits. Huh? Oh yeah, I am. I tell you, in this time, we need everything we can get right now. Huh? And I know there's an angelic host that's released on the earth that is greater than anything that we've ever seen before. And it's greater than the times of Jesus. When Jesus lived, it's greater. Something's going on. I hope you're getting ready for it. Huh? This is what it's all about. Take a big breath. Just say to your heart, be strong, be brave. Be happy, heart. Be happy. Because Jesus is on the inside of you. Be confident, be assured. Huh? We're going to see the greatness of God. We're going to see some incredible things. You are going to be part of it. Do you want to be part of it? Or do you want to, be, do you want to carry on in this narrative of the old? Do you want to carry on in the narrative of the, the death and the fear and the, all the things? huh? The things that are going on. You've never seen anything like this, have you? There's ridiculous things going on. They're so, laugh, they're so laughable that you can't even imagine it. You couldn't have imagined some of this stuff 20 years ago. Huh? You couldn't have imagined it. Wow. But we're going to see some incredible things taking place. Let's change the narrative. Huh? This is what I put here. The closer to the presence of Jesus, the further away the possibility of death. Huh? The closer to the presence of Jesus, the further away the possibility of death. The closer to the faith and life of Jesus, the further away the bondage to fear. The more you encounter Jesus and hear his beautiful voice, the more the environment of life surrounds you. Beautiful. So these guys didn't die. Moses, do you know that Moses, God buried Moses. I don't get it, but God buried Moses. But of course, God buried us all. God buried us all in Jesus before you ever knew about it. 
before the foundation of the world, God did everything. Do you understand me? You were buried in Christ Jesus. You died and you were risen again before the foundation of the world. In God, it all happened before. So none of it was a shock to him. So this stuff has all happened. It's a fact in God. It's done. So you were actually raised to life already. So yeah, God buried Moses. No one found his body. No one could see where he was, where he was dead. They looked everywhere for him. I think they did the same with Elijah, didn't they? But they, 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 went, they bypassed death completely. Isn't it beautiful? Enoch by, bypassed death completely. Didn't even see death. Isn't it amazing? Huh? Do you know that there's a whole generation of people who's going to bypass death completely? Woo! Wow. Could be you. It could be your kids. It could be your great your grandchildren. Could be after that. Who knows? I don't know. But there's a whole generation of people who are going to bypass death. Do you know that Isaiah, in Isaiah 65, it says this. I wrote it down somewhere. I'm sure I did because I was getting excited. The one who dies at 100 will be thought of as a mere child. Huh? The one who dies at 100 will be thought of as, as a mere child. And you realize, you realize that even now, technologically, there is a quest to keep alive. Isn't there? People's ages are getting older and older as we go along. Well, according to this, at 100, you'll be, a, you'll be thought of as a mere child. You understand me? When we think about death, let's just hit death a little bit, okay? I, I, I had no idea that this, this song was going to be sang. I, don't, I didn't know that we were going to do this at all. So God's speaking, isn't he? You can just say that, can't you? Amen? You know, that's what you've got to say first. God's speaking. Woo! He's speaking. Speaking into your heart right now. So, um, <clears throat> let me just... Oh, I missed it. I was going so fast, I missed it. Oh, that's nice. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 35, it says, women receive their dead, raised to life again. Huh? There's a whole verse that just says, women received, received their dead, raised to life again. Isn't it beautiful? People that died, they were just raised to life. It says when Jesus died... Or relatives and friends of people in Jerusalem had a visit from the families. Huh? I mean, do we expect any of that stuff? Do we actually believe that it's possible? Do we believe anything? You realize that death is, is really just a, it, it's an illusion, as, we, as we've said before. I just want to find these little verses to talk about that. Romans 8, I believe it is. Oh, let's just have a you can see I'm sweating oh. yeah of course you can of course. I remember um, my grandma saying um, regarding death and when my mum had passed away and she said she's just graduated that graduation it's it's just another step. It's, yeah, and what Paul's been saying, it's not an illusion. She's just graduated. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, it was just a really special thing to receive and to hold on for the, you know, till now. And so I just want to share that with you as well. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. It says here, you all know these verses. 
There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. What's it done? It's made you free from the law of sin and death. You were free from that law. It no longer has any dictate upon you. It is, in fact, an illusion that you have believed and that you were going to be shocked to actually know the reality of it because it will not affect you at all. You have already died, you've already been buried, and you've already risen with Christ. So you are not going to die. And, and this, is, this is the thing about immortality, isn't it? That actually, immortality is what God gave us in the beginning. That's what he gave us. And we are pressing on into that. Do you understand me? Now, now people seem to think that they're fighting about something that has already happened. You're not fighting about that. What you are fighting about is coming out into this nature that you really are. That's what the fight is about. You understand me? The enemy doesn't want it. Darkness doesn't want it. Your mind scrambles against it. But your heart and your spirit want to know this resurrection life. And of course, when these guys saw, when these guys saw this environment, what began to happen? They began to question, what, what is the meaning of being risen from the dead? What does it actually mean? We've just seen Elijah and Moses and Jesus talking together and something happened in front of us and an environment became real to us in this very moment. Now I'm telling you, windows and portals, moments from heaven are coming. And you have got to say, yes, Lord, my heart and my spirit want to see you, Lord. I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice like this. I want to be in those encounters that would change me completely. And listen to me. We're always going to have people around us, aren't we? Because it says, where does it say it? It says, um, it says, they saw no one anymore, just Jesus with themselves. Jesus only with themselves. Now, of course, I'm here for you. Adam's here for you. We are here for one another. We are helping one another. We're supporting one another. We are bringing each other out into that which God has made us to be. But in the end, it's not about me. It's not about Adam. It's not about any of those things. Yes, I may be a great father. Yes, there might be great mothers. There might be great brothers and sisters. But in the end, it's all about Jesus. Huh? It's all about Jesus. All I'm doing is giving you to Jesus. We're giving you to Jesus. We're raising you up in your glory. That's it. Do you understand me? I'm as mesmerized and as thankful as you are. Huh? A thousand hallelujahs all the time. But I love this bit. It says, and he commanded them that they should tell no one the things that they had seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves amazingly. Because most they didn't keep to themselves. Questioning what the rising from the dead meant. Beautiful. What does it mean? What does it mean? Do you need to rethink some of your theology? Do you need to rethink some of your escapism about what God's going to do and he's going to come and rescue us? 
there's going to be a big trumpet and we're all going to get rescued because Jesus is going to rescue us. No, no, Jesus is going to restore all things. Jesus is going to make all things beautiful. I'm not waiting to get rescued. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's going to be rescuing people. I'm a deliverer. I'm not a captive. I'm not under the devil. I'm not listening to that narrative. There's a whole other story going on inside me and it's beautiful. And the same story is going on inside you. Isn't it? It's beautiful, isn't it? It's beautiful. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a moment right now to thank him for the metamorphosis that is taking place on the inside of us. It's taking place right now, even now. Thank you, Father. And whatever you didn't understand, just give it to Jesus. The Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit will teach you, don't worry. He'll reveal it to you. It's not mine, it's his. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just want to thank you that we have new hearts, that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus, that you have filled us with your beautiful love. It says so clearly, Lord, that you have poured out your love into our hearts. And Lord, we want to thank you right now that our hearts are filled with your love, filled with your goodness, Lord. And Father, we want to speak to our own selves, Lord, and give permission to be released. Lord, that this heart and this spiritual person that I am might be released in greater expression through me, Lord. That I might begin to feel this life, Lord, flowing like rivers. You said, Jesus, streams of living water would flow on the inside of us, Jesus. Rivers. Lord, you even said fountains would pour out of us, Lord. And Father, we give ourselves permission, Lord. We say to our spirit and our soul that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That we will be like fountains, Lord. Father, that songs and thanks and praise and wonders will come out of us, Lord. That the goodness of God and the grace of God will flow from us, Father. Lord, we thank you so much that it's not us that do it, Lord, but it's Holy Spirit that does it within us right now, Lord. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are jumping for joy right now inside us, Lord. If only we could see. And Lord, we say we can see, Lord. We see that our hearts are jumping for joy, Lord. Our spirits are full of the love of God, Father. We say to our whole being that we are saved, Lord, that Soso runs through our whole being, Lord, every part of us, Father, and that you are filling us with that life, that resurrection life, Father, that is truly for us, Lord. That same life, Lord, that Martin experienced as he was in that hospital bed, Father, that same life that we uh, understood the moment that we were given our lives to you, Jesus, that same life, Lord, would begin to spring forth more and more, Lord. We say spring forth, spring forth, O river of God, spring forth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The eyes of our inner man might be enlightened, Lord, that we might see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you live in our DNA, Jesus. That it's reality, Lord, that you are part of our DNA, that you live in us, Lord. That you empower us, Lord, by your Spirit to live.
Father, we thank you so much, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. And Father, right now, I pray, Lord, for anyone that is struggling. Anyone that is struggling, Lord, with anything that has been one of those struggles that has gone on and on and on. And Father, that they just don't seem to be able to do anything about. But Father, I am asking right now, in Jesus' wonderful and precious name, that in these days and weeks to come, Lord, that you would show your arm, show your strength, Lord. Show, Holy Spirit, that transforming power that if we are willing, you will do things beyond ourselves, within ourselves, Lord. Father, for any addictions, Lord, any addictive behaviors, Lord, we ask Holy Spirit, right in there, right now, right in there, right now, thank you, Father, thank you, Jesus, right now, Lord, thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you release addictive behaviors, within us and we say yes Lord we say yes Lord if anyone's got anyone's struggling say yes Lord yes Lord yes Jesus thank you Father we say yes to you Jesus to your spirit your love thank you Father Father. Lord, we also ask, Lord, for this generation of children, Lord, we were talking about a year, Lord, that has gone by since Martin was healed, Father, and restored. And Lord, we all the children that have been born in that time, Father, we ask, Lord, for this generation of children that their hearts, Lord, would be so enlightened with you. So enlightened, Jesus. So light with you as well, Lord. So full of joy and love, Lord. We ask for all our children, Father, all of them, Lord, that they might know you, really know you, Jesus, in depth. And Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much, Lord, for all that you are doing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.